Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez with co-host Aaron Keller. We're back in his office recording, <laughs> and we have Nate LaHue. Sorry, I almost said your name wrong. Nate LaHue, if I could talk right, our wildlife veterinarian, joining us for the first time in probably a year. It's yep. been a while. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think I was on last fall as well. Exactly. Talking about chronic wasting disease, CWD, and that's what we'll be talking about again today because there's a lot of important information we're wanting to get out there to hunters. So, Nate, could we just start off for people who don't already know, what is chronic wasting disease? Yeah, so chronic wasting disease is a, what they would call a transmissible spongiform encephalopathy which is a mouthful. It's caused, it's, it's a unique disease and it's caused by a misfolded protein caused called a prion. Um, it's not a bacteria. It's not a virus. Um, it's really just a protein. So it doesn't have any DNA um, like bacteria do. Um, and what that means is that it doesn't, um, isn't killed like a bacteria and viruses are. So, um, this protein uh, is ingested by deer, elk, and other cervids, um, and then it travels up and causes additional proteins in the brain to misfold, and over time uh, causes a degenerative neurologic disease. Um, and then those proteins, when that animal die, uh, last on the landscape for quite a while, and uh, they're also uh, shed in saliva and urine, um, and that's how you know they're spread. Okay, so that's what makes it. It's very transmissible well uh, you know it's not something like covid where it's you know respiratory or airborne um it takes a little bit more it takes consumption of the prion to um or licking plants that an animal's urinated on uh to to um get the disease but once an animal get the gets the disease one is it's 100 percent fatal over time and two, those prions last for a long time on the landscape. Um, it's not a lot of diseases is, will mostly go away as soon as that animal dies or at least when it decomposes. But uh, they can still be present in the soil after that. The carcass is pretty much gone. Okay. So, um, so far, it's been detected across the U.S., but hasn't made it to Nevada. Utah's the closest, right? Yeah. So... It's been detected in over 30 uh, provinces and states, um, a lot of the Midwest, East, and then moving closer to us in the West here. Um, we're surrounded, two of our this neighboring states, uh, Utah's had it for quite a while, um, and that's fairly close, but we do have somewhat of the border of the Great Salt Lake, um, helping to keep it um, from moving into Nevada, uh, but then the newest uh, detection was in Idaho. So that's an additional border state that now we have to worry about. Okay. And that's why we do different things. We're trying to prevent it. Um, again, you said it's in cervids. So that's animals in the deer family. So deer, yes. elk, moose, caribou. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 
And that's why it's important to be getting information out to hunters, not only hunting in state, but mainly those really people going out of state. Yeah. Out of state um, is the biggest concern for uh, the disease moving into Nevada. So, you know, it may eventually move into Nevada by animal movement, but definitely a huge concern that we have is that um, when when you harvest an animal out of state that has CWD um, and you potentially bring that material back, you're bringing back potentially infectious material that's going to last for a long time on the landscape. So there's the possibility that when people discard that material uh, in the state of Nevada that um, it could end up infecting um, you know, our cervid species as well. Um, and so that's why we really want to encourage hunters to to follow the law about what they can and can't bring back, um, not only to keep yourself legal, um, but also to um, help prevent CWD from ending up uh, in Nevada. You know, it only takes one person bringing back a CWD-infected animal and that tissue ending up in the wrong spot on the Nevada landscape for us to, to get CWD. Um, so we in I believe it was 2019 passed a law um, banning the importation of a lot of uh, cervid products so the only thing you can bring back when you harvest a cervid uh, from out of state is wrap meat or quarters with no part of the spinal column brain tissue or head attached uh, you can bring in the hide or cape with no part of any of those things attached um, you can bring in a clean skull plate uh, with antlers attached and no brain tissue attached. Um, and, you know, a lot of people want to do those European mounts. Um, so that needs to be all the brain material needs to be cleaned out. There shouldn't be any nervous tissue uh, left if you're going to do that uh, Euro mount. So making sure you either utilize a taxidermist out of state, maybe the state that you harvest the animal in, or, um, you know, bring your... Uh, a pot and a, a way to boil that uh, skull in camp uh, when you get done hunting. Uh, you can bring in antlers as long as there's no meat or tissue other than antler velvet attached. And then obviously you can bring in a, a finished taxidermy mount. Um, and then you can also bring in upper canine teeth, including, um, you know, bugler, whistler, ivy teeth, ivory teeth. Um, and all that information, you know, if that was a long list of things is available on our website, endow.org. Um, if you just search CWD or chronic wasting disease, um, all that information is there uh, for you. But, uh, you know, we really uh, need to get the word out. I think, you know, big um, that those restrictions are in place. Uh, you can't be cited. Your um, uh, head that you work so hard to harvest might be seized from you and if you if you don't follow those rules. So, um, you know, do it to stay legal, and do, but also do it to protect Nevada's wildlife. Exactly. I was going to say, I mean, in the long run, it's benefiting everyone in the state. We're trying to keep our populations, our animal populations healthy. So yeah, and don't want to be the one to bring it back in. It, exactly. <laughs> and, and that, you know, on the on those lines, I mean, that's what we really care about. So if you're, you're listening to this um, and you've already brought something in from out of state and you have some of those prohibited parts, um, you know, if you tell us, we're, we're not going to cite you, give us a call and we can uh, organize getting that and getting that material incinerated. We don't necessarily want to end it up in a landfill. We don't want to end up it out on the landscape. We want it, want to be able to incinerate that material if you accidentally brought it back. So if you're, if you're listening to this or, you know, you're, you know, a buddy that uh, brought something back and um, 
you know, just tell them to call, give us a call. Um, you know, you can clean off that skull plate so you can keep your antlers um, in, your, in your mount and, and give us a call and give us the rest and we'll get it incinerated. You know, we're, we're not looking to nail anybody unless they're, you know, trying to bypass the rules. Um, we, we really just want to make sure that this doesn't end up on the landscape in Nevada. It's exactly. pretty interesting. Um, you guys have both become so well-versed in chronic wasting disease. When we first did the first chronic wasting disease podcast, it was like trying to explain the parts of it and how it all works and the names of it and all that. Now you guys, you guys are both got it down now. Yeah. So <laughs> When um, Nate was saying, um, he was like, I think it was 2019. I was about to be like, it's 2019 that law passed because I remember that was the year we yeah. were doing all of that. Uh, yeah. And so I was going to ask how much of yeah. uh of the in the forefront of in your position has this become um it's it's a fair chunk um you know especially this time of year as we get into to hunting season um that it's which is hard because we don't have it and there's certainly um things that other things that we the nice as we spending time on that are uh, that are conservation threats but you know, it's just such a big issue across the across the U.S. and across North America that it it does take a fair amount of you know not only my time but um, you know biologist time, technician time. Um, we hire addition an additional technician to work just on CWD. Um, so it does you know it it is quite a bit of time spent, um, but you know it's that time is probably going to be dwarfed by the time and money spent that if, if we do get it. So, right. So the prevention is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a, a, an ounce of prevention kind of situation for sure. Right. I know we can always count to hear on or to hear from you this time of year. It's usually right around August or a little bit before you're emailing us. Hey, can we get some messaging out to hunters? But it's really important stuff. We yeah, get it's, out there. it's really important. And, you know, the other messaging we want to get out moving into Nevada is, is CWD surveillance um, and encouraging hunters to submit CWD samples so that we can be sure that Nevada does, uh, you know, remain CWD free, you know, we don't uh, want to necessarily just stick our heads in the sand um, and, and hope it's not here. We want to make sure that um, it we, we don't have it. And so we cast a broad net to do surveillance across the state uh, to make sure that we do remain negative. That's good. So what does that surveillance look like? Yeah, so there's a multi-pronged approach. Probably the one hunters are going to be most familiar with is our CWD check stations. Um, we generally run those in October. Uh, it's going to be three different re weekends in October this year, um, since that's the majority of the animals harvested uh, over the year uh, happens in October. Um, we're, this year we're doing the 8th and 9th, the 15th, 16th, and then that 28th, 30th Nevada Day weekend. Um, we'll be set up in Wells, Ely, Ash Springs, and then we're going to have a new CWD check station uh, in Austin this year. Okay. So... If you uh, finish your hunt on one of those weekend days, uh, please uh, stop by. You'll see us. We'll be at Ely and Wells. We'll be at the, those Love gas stations. Austin, we're just going to be off the side of the road. And then Ash Springs, we're going to be at the Shell station just as you come through. Um, so please stop. Say hey. Um, there's usually a biologist there, too, if you want to pick their brain or you, um, you know, want to ask what people are seeing. Um, 
you know, they, we all love talking to hunters and seeing what their experience is out, out in the field and then grab a CWD sample. We really appreciate that. Um, if you're not you're finishing on a weekday, you got to tag in a different part of the part of the year. A couple other options are that we have started this year for the first first time. We started at the end of the last year is encouraging hunters to self sample CWD. So um, you can actually take a CWD sample yourself with some lymph nodes, and then if you're comfortable with it, part of the brain stem. But if you just get the lymph nodes, that's fine. Um, we sent an email uh, out to about 4,000 hunters this year. So if you um, got that email, please respond to the survey and we'll send you out a kit. Um, if you didn't get one, you can still call up your local office and request a kit. Um, you can also bring heads by the any of the local offices to have a CUB sample taken. We just ask that uh, you call them first and make an appointment just so that they you know, someone that's able to take it is in the office. Um, we also have sampling at uh, Malls Meats if you're down in Vegas and you're taking your animal to be butchered there. And um, yeah, so those are some different options. We're also going to have a, a head barrel and ability to take um, staff to take uh, samples at the Ruby Refuge this year, which is kind of a new thing. We have the refuge staff help helping us out there. So if you have an area 10 tag, um, that might be a great place to stop by uh, to get that CWD sample. Good to know. Yeah. Some of this sounds um, like a, a lot. It's a lot for me to process and figure yeah. out if I was a hunter, how would I go about taking a sample? So I want to get into that, but we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Nevada Wild. Gone to Saskatchewan where the getting's good. If you're getting gone, I'm going to put my boots and my hat back on because I'm long gone to Saskatchewan. Long gone to Saskatchewan. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking with Nate LaHue, our wildlife veterinarian who is always busy this time of year with chronic wasting disease and trying to keep it out of Nevada and educate the public on it. Um, Nate, before the break, you did a great job summing up all the different ways we're trying to collect samples from um, hunters in Nevada so that way we can make sure it hasn't spread to Nevada. Um, the first way you mentioned was the check stations. That's probably the easiest way to submit a sample, wouldn't you say? Yeah, if you're coming out on one of the weekends that we have check stations in October, that's probably the easiest way to get your sample taken. Um, the schedule and the locations, if you forgot um, or if you forget when they are, are on our website. Um, you stop by. It'll take just a couple minutes. We're just going to grab some information. Um, you know, where, what the unit was that you harvested the animal, um, and a little bit of, of your information, um, take, take the sample real quick and send you on your way. So, and you, you know, some of these at locations are at gas stations, so you can do it while you're filling up or stopping to grab a bite to eat. Try to make, we try to make it as easy as possible. And these are not law enforcement check stations. They're no. what we call, is it si biological? Is that what they we are call biological, biological check stations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, we're not. It's not going through your stuff and making sure you did everything right. Um, 
we might point something out and tell you to fix it before warden comes and bothers you but <laughs> yeah. uh no it's generally this is biologists and and uh wildlife health staff okay and then um you listed a number of ways because that's only on weekends, the check stations. Yeah, the check stations are three different weekends in October. Got it. So then you said during the week you mentioned self-sampling. Yeah, so the self-sampling is a new pro pilot project that we're trying. Um, we started just the very end of last year and didn't, get, didn't have very good success at, uh, at Hunter Response. But we're trying it again this year. Um, we got a grant um, from the USDA for this. And how, how this works is we send an email to hunters and we kind of randomly select a subset of hunters um, with tags in certain units and certain times. And we ask them if they'd like to collect a, a CWD sample themselves. Um, and they fill a survey and request a kit. And we send you a kit. And we also send you a link to a, a YouTube video that we created. Um, there's also a lot of other YouTube videos out there and that show you how to collect the sample. It's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, if you are, you know, you're, for those that are hunters are used to butchering animals anyway. So um, it's just real quickly cutting down on the neck, taking some lymph nodes, um, and then you pack it up in, this, uh, in the sample kit and, either, and drop it off. Uh, at an office or stick it in the mail and, and get it back to us. And you also get a little card in there that um, has an ID on it. And then once we get results, we're going to post them uh, to the website and so that you can check your result. And if you know, you're know you concerned about it, you can make sure that animal is negative before it it uh, goes at, comes out of the freezer and onto your dinner plate. Okay. I think it was right before the break you said we have self-sampling, and that's when I was like, wait, how would you even go about yeah. sampling? But you send a whole kit, instructions, a tutorial video. Yep. So, again, and we're trying to make it easy for people. You know, and, and I, if you want to request a kit, you know, we, we will, we'll have extras, I'm sure, just then the, the ones we've sent out to – we've already uh, sent out or that we've asked hunters to request. So – Call an office and, and request a kit or um, request you might want to on a take one. We're we're super happy to have everyone participate. They can get us a sample. So okay, cool. And then um, also you the third way was in Vegas. You can now yeah. So um, we also have a program. If anybody is a so I'll I'll talk about that too. But we have a program. Um, that taxidermists and meat processors, um, for those that have not already uh, uh, had a CWD sample taken, they can um, actually earn um, money by sending us heads um, for CWD sampling. So that's just available to taxidermists and meat processors, but they, they can do that if they're interested in participating. Um, just contact uh, our main headquarters and they'll get you on to me and we'll, we can get you set up on, in that program. We have a couple taxidermists that it really get get a, quite a lot of samples samples for us um, and it's really valuable uh, we also hire a technician to work at malls meats uh, just because they see so many animals for butchering down in vegas Got so it. if you're on your way to malls meats uh make sure you uh stop by the cwd sampling table as well there and uh, they sh they can get your get a CW sample from you as well. Okay, and to clarify, I said the third option for sampling is in Vegas, but only Malls Meats is in 
Malls Meats? Is that what it's called? Yeah. That's in Vegas. But really well, that's where we actually hire a taxi. Got it. They okay. hire someone to work there, and they'll take that sample right there if you want your heads back. The other ones are just, you know, if you're getting a taxidermy mount and it goes to a taxidermist, um, then they'll, they can send them to us. But that, that you know, so if that was for the taxidermists and processors. The last way really is just to call an office. So we have people in every office that can take CW samples. So if none of those other things work for you, you don't want to take it yourself. Um, you're not you're not coming out on a, on a weekend and uh, you're not in one of these areas, you're just going to butcher your animal yourself, um, then you call the office up and uh, ask for an appointment to have a CWD sample taken. We just ask that you call first because we want to make sure somebody's there to um, that can take the sample. Exactly. And, and then we're, just to make sure i am got it clear, we're looking for anybody statewide, right? It's not just certain units or yeah. certain areas. So or we use the check stations to focus on that eastern part of the state where we suspect um cwd may migrate into the state uh -huh. but no we cast a wide net across the state and that's because you know that's where we think it might show up uh due to animal migration but because of the potential for people uh transporting carcasses in from out of state um to potentially bring it into the state uh we're casting a wide net across the state we kind of have different uh targets a number of targets across different areas of the state um but, uh, yeah, we're interested in samples across the state. I mean, honestly, uh, I think we have some concerns about the, the Reno area just because, um, you know, a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of the transport restrictions in Nevada. But um, there is a biological, you know, an ag check station that you have to drive through going into California. So I think there's some concerns about dumping things uh, before people enter California that may, uh, may and may not be as in tune to what's going on in Nevada because they may not you know, they may just be passing through. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's more likely to spread because of humans, not as n much migration, right? Um, it, 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 I mean, you could drive your car hundreds of miles. And definitely big movements are going to be from, um, you know, people bringing it across the state. Yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, you know, here in the West, some of our animals move a pretty good distance. Right. So, um, and we have a lot of, herds that move between Idaho and Nevada or between Utah and Nevada. Um, not in areas right now that are CWD positive in those states, um, but there are some areas where if it does show up in those states, there's going to be a pretty high concern that it'll, it'll migrate in. That's why it sounds like you're kind of trying to tackle it from, all, look at it from all aspects, yeah. like people transporting it, animals migrating. So there's a lot to it, which is why I also just want to go back to the basics is there are there signs people could be looking for in deer or um, um i mean do we ask people to call if they suspect sure it? well you know i think we get a lot of calls for animals with cwd that are not that are something <laughs> okay. else um i mean so chronic wasting the disease is an animal that is um in the end stages of cwd is going to be really thin they're often have their head down drooling um, there are other diseases that can cause that too. They may be, but they may be circling or, or neurologic in some way. That being said, it's a disease that takes quite a while. It can take 16 months from the time an animal is infected until the time they die. So there's a huge time when that animal is infected and shedding prion, but looks completely healthy. And mm -hmm. so that's why, 
you know, we get a lot of hunters say, oh, well, you know, it, did, it looked fine, so it doesn't have CWD. Well, you don't know. You, you know, you can have, um, you know, the best-looking animal, um, and it can be CWD positive. And that being said, the animals that are most likely to have it are your big mature bucks because they've been on the landscape longer to get it, and bucks just interact um, in a way that they have a higher prevalence than does. So your big mature bucks, your trophy bucks, are going to be the ones that are going to be actually more likely to be infected. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Good information. And they could be traveling. They could be looking for does. They could be yeah, anything. and that they definitely move it around a lot more, right. and they fight with each other, and they interact, and they're they're sniffing doe urine, and so they're more likely to be exposed, and they they move a long way. Hmm. Exactly. And then something else I want to ask, and I think we've asked it in every CWD podcast because it's important. Not only do we want to keep our wildlife populations healthy, but people care about humans too. How is there any impact on humans? So not that we know of. Okay. Um, I think a lot of people um, have this fear of CWD as zoonotic. um, And a lot of that comes from mad cow disease, which is also prion and causes a fatal neurologic disease in people that consume cattle with mad cow disease. Um, so there is the potential there from prion diseases. Um, it's also, we have scrapie in sheep. That's a prion disease that's been around for thousands of years that's never jumped to humans. So, um, you know, I think there's some question. I mean, certainly there's no evidence. We don't have any evidence that there's people with neurologic disease um, that are have a prion disease that, it, that comes from eating cervids. There's no evidence of that. Um, I think just because of that it is a prion, it's 100% fatal. I, you know, everyone has to take that kind of risk analysis into their own, you know, their own kind of decision making of whether or not to consume an animal that was CWD positive. Um, I certainly wouldn't recommend it. Um, you know, I, I probably personally wouldn't an anim- consume an animal um, that would seem to be posi- positive just out of an abundance of caution. Um, but it's not like something you have to worry that the sky's falling. Exactly. It's going to kill a bunch of people. That's a good point. Probably just don't eat it if it's CWD positive. But Yeah, um, and, and you know, uh, that being said, a lot of people hunt in areas that have very high CWD prevalences in, in some of the Midwest and, and Colorado and uh, you know, we don't have any evidence that there's people have consumed a lot of CWD yeah. infected deer. So, yeah. okay. Anything else you want to say? We have just a couple minutes left. Um, just anything else you want to get out to people while we have you here? Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, encourage people to participate. Uh, you know, as much as possible. It's it's we really rely on our hunting public to to help keep this disease out of Nevada and also help us do surveillance across the state. Um, so we really appreciate uh, people to participate, you know, whether it's uh, keeping, uh, you know, make sure you're only bringing back legal parts, whether it's submitting a CWD sample and just spreading the word, you know, if maybe, um, when you're out with your other buddies hunting or, or people are talking about tags, just spreading the words, especially when people are talking about out of state and their plans um, for hunting out of state, you know, bring up that, Hey, we got these restrictions when you're bringing that back. Um, and just remind them and encourage them to get their animals sampled. Um, 
And, you know, and in reporting animals that are sick or diseased, um, you know, we appreciate reports. Um, we're a huge state with a small staff, and this goes beyond, uh, you know, cervids, but other animals as well. When you see sick and dead wildlife, we really appreciate uh, the public letting us know because um, we often don't have the bandwidth for us all to be out there and, and seeing everything, and hunters are covering a lot of ground. So um, we appreciate that um, when they, they – uh, they let us know what's going on. Well, thank you, Nate, for coming and telling us all about CWD and giving us the whole lowdown on everything we're doing and everything hunters could be doing. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Of course. And thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.